Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a new Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we're back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. Hopefully, you guys have had a great week thus far, recording on a Wednesday evening as usual. Um, and we have some things to get to um, on this episode. A lot of episodes in to this podcast, started back in 2020, so I always just want to thank you guys, um, you know, for the heavy support, um, heavy interactions on the page, um, and just everything that comes along with that on your guys' side, so I appreciate everything and everyone um, who, you know, pays pays any kind of attention uh, to, to my work and the, uh, and the content that I push out, so I appreciate it. With that said, um, in terms of content, hopefully it ramps up here soon as we enter draft season um, and, you know, kind of the late to end part for agency, you see deals and visits coming through here and there, but, you know, we're ramping down, it feels like, uh, in terms of free agency, and we have been for the past couple of weeks. Um, The Jets, of course, not crazy active in free agency. I'll probably do a free agency recap episode, you know, the next episode or two. Not this episode, I want to talk kind of draft and where we are with the Aaron Rodgers saga and things of that nature, but, um, you know, as of right now, uh, free agency is kind of dwindling down a bit, and draft season's starting up, right? We have the mock drafts, we have, um, you know, pick number 13 projections for the Jets and where uh, certain analysts think uh, the Jets are going to, who the Jets are going to land in this upcoming draft, so um, to get into a few positions, you know, that I think the Jets could target in this upcoming draft, and I think, you know, we talked about it a few, for a few moments last episode. I think offensive tackle um, is an obvious need for the Jets uh, heading into 2023. You have guys like Mackay Becton. Um, these are guys currently on the roster, of course. Mackay Becton, Max Mitchell, Dwayne Brown. Uh, you have guys to tackle, but how reliable is you know Becton going to be? Even though he lost a ton of weight and looks great, I love the motivation on Twitter. And you know, I hate you know, listing doubt in this guy, like at all, because I really hope he's a stud and I really, I'm pushing for Makai. Well, I'm pushing for him more than probably anyone on the team to prob- to be perfectly honest with you this season. Um, to just stay healthy, be dominant, um, get in a rhythm and play all 17. Um, but is he going to be reliable for all 17? That's yet to be seen. And I think the Jets have to act with some sort of caution here um, as we enter draft season and to think about, a guy like Peter Skronsky, who could be there um, at pick number 13 for the Jets. Broderick Jones, who had a pre-draft visit with New York. Um, you know, guys like that, who I think Paris Johnson as well, um, who could be available at number 13, and the Jets have to seriously consider them because at the end of the day, your tackle situation is probably going to look like this. Dwayne Brown is going to start at left tackle for the Jets in 2023, unless he's a post-June uh, first cut, which I saw being floated around on Twitter, but I'm not sure if the Jets would bring him back just to cut him in June, so I think that'll be, uh, or he would, he, he didn't retire, so I feel like him coming back is kind of a uh, an immediate start for him at left tackle. I'm not sure if they're going to bring in too much competition there. Um, and then at right tackle, though, you have a guy like Mekhi Becton, um, who, you know, is maybe in line for the job come training camp, um, but could compete with Max, Max Mitchell and possibly a rookie, so you're probably going to have more of a competition at right tackle than you are left with Dwayne Brown kind of holding it down there. And then the rest of the positions as follows. You know, you have left guard Lincoln Tomlinson. I don't think he's going to move anywhere. Uh, center, unknown, because Connor McGovern's still on that for agency market. And then you have, uh, you, have um, you know, a potential rookie coming in here in the second round, a guy like uh, John Michael Schmitz, JMS, who the Jets are also visiting with on the top 30 visit. I believe they already dined with him. Um a few days ago, but as of right now, you know, the Jets have a couple names out there um, floating around Jets Twitter that are intriguing the Jets fans. Um, 
in terms of the offensive line. And AVT is obviously going to come back and play right guard, as you know, Salah said in his uh, owners' meeting press conference a couple weeks ago. So that's where we're at um, in terms of the offensive line and draft. I do want to jump into some free agency news that I should have probably addressed first, but I don't want to spend too much time on it because the guy is not going to be on the Jets, so there's not too much to dive into. Uh, but Oda Beckham Jr., right, uh, a guy who Jets fans were enamored with, I would say, uh, the past couple of weeks. And I think, you know, some Jets fans were against the idea of bringing in Beckham, you know, have that be the off-the-field distractions or, you know, anything like that. I don't think it would have caused that much of a ruckus here. Uh, he, he would be a number three, number two receiver for the Jets, and I don't think he would be um, anywhere near the target share of Garrett Wilson or even maybe Alan Lazard as we head on the stretch. Um, but... You know, Beckham signs with the Ravens, right, on a one-year $15 million, fully guaranteed, uh, those $15 million are, um, and then up to $18 million. So uh, I don't think the Jets were going to get anywhere close to that um, in terms of compensation there. I think, you know, Beckham kind of struck gold in terms of Baltimore, and I think Baltimore kind of uh, overplayed their card a little bit. I don't think they had to pay Beckham, <laughs> you know, $15 million guaranteed, but who am I to tell? Um, the GM of the Ravens, who have yet to negotiate a contract extension with quarterback Lamar Jackson. Um, but it, it's come to a point where I think the Jets are in a place where they're trying to get the Aaron Rodgers trade done. Um, they're trying to get other pieces of their team filed out. Sorry about that. And I think, you know, um, it'll it'll all come together eventually once Rodgers is here. The center situation is figured out and maybe another wide receiver is added. Have that be a DeAndre Hopkins, who Albert Breer mentioned could be a possibility for the Jets. Um moving further into the offseason, but I think, you know, maybe a lower tier free agency guy may be the move um, for New York. I'm not sure if they would be willing to really, you know, dice out that much cash for, um, you know, a high tier trade target like Mike Evans, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. I think maybe DeAndre Hopkins, they could work with the contract a little bit because they could restructure it. I have to look at the numbers for the rest of those three guys that I just uh, listed. I know Mike Evans is probably a lot. Uh, Sam Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy is probably not too bad. Um, But it'll be, um, you know, interesting to see how the Jets attack the rest of the wide receiver market here. And, you know, potential trade option is never off the table. When you're talking Joe Douglas, I feel like he likes to improve the team any way possible. So if you're talking Joe Douglas here, you're thinking like, um, are they able to get a guy like... You know, DeAndre Hopkins for a third-round pick or fourth-round pick, and they're able to turn in a lot of super core in 2023 of Garrett Wilson, Al Nazar, DeAndre Hopkins, Nicole Hardman. It would be absurd, honestly, to, to be perfectly honest. I think it would be outstanding, um, you know, in terms of wide receiver production. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm not sure if the Jets would be willing to, um, again, get uh, give draft competition for a guy they probably know is going to be a one-year rental in Hopkins. And I'm not sure if, you know, is Rogers on board with it? Because I think you have to run some decisions by him, um, you know, in terms of his supporting cast. So we'll see uh, if the Jets make any more moves at receiver and free agency or, or you know, trade-wise as well. Uh, another piece of free agency news that I wanted to touch on was Quentin Jefferson. So they signed him uh, from the Seahawks um, six days ago. So Quentin... Um, He's a pretty good player. Played all 17 games last season, three starts, uh, had 5.5 sacks. I believe he had one or two against the Jets in week uh, 17 there, so or week 16. So, um, yeah, he, he's a guy who can 
rush the passers to the defensive tackle, and I think the Jets have a guy obviously like that in Quinn and Williams. Um, but they were finding just some depth on that D line, and I think Quentin Jefferson fits the mold, fit, uh, fits the mold. Um, I believe he's 30 or 31 years old, and I think he can, you know, play pretty well in the solid defense. And I'm I'm hoping that the Jets can unlock a guy like you know Jefferson and. It's off topic, but me, Cole Hardman as well. You know, these guys coming to the Jets and free agency aren't just coming here to play with Aaron Rodgers, I would hope. They're coming here to unlock themselves, and I think uh, a guy like Jefferson is in a great spot where he's playing next to Quinn and Williams, and he'll be able to look at him. Hopefully, Quinn, you know, teaches him some stuff, and uh, we, we get rolling on that D-line, as I think there will be some more moves to be made um, across the defensive line heading into 2023. Have that be in the draft. Have that be, uh, you know, a few more free agency signers. Um, you know, uh, Al Woods is a guy who I've seen floated around on Jets Twitter as well. Could be a really good option, great run stopper. Um, just a huge presence in the middle. I think the Jets do need, you know, big guys on the interior D-line. They have Conan Williams who slimmed down a bit. Great pass rusher. Quentin Jefferson's pretty big, um, but he's also a pass rusher, pass rushing DT. So um, I think they have to get a run stopper. And there are definitely a few options in the draft for that. So let's see if they try to attack that. Come draft night um, and draft weekend, can't wait. It's only really two weeks away, so um, it goes quick. I feel like last season's draft went really slow because I think that was the only thing we were waiting for was the draft, not Aaron Rodgers or any of these other moves. But this season... Uh, we're kind of just waiting for Rodgers and the draft, so it's kind of like going pretty fast, I feel. That's just me. I don't know if you guys feel like that as well, but um, nevertheless, I think it's going quick, and I it's going to be here before you know it, so get ready. Um, get prepared for probably a pretty eventful Jets draft, especially if this Rodgers trade gets done after the draft, and that's going to be our next topic. Um, from analysts such as Peter Schrager, Adam Schefter, Guys going around and saying, yeah, I'm not too sure this Aaron Rodgers deal is going to get done before draft night. And I, you know, disagree. I I think it's going to get done because I think the Packers want the Jets capital for this year. And capital meaning pick 43, possibly pick 42, either or, possible late round pick this year. Um, I see a report out there that said, you know, the Packers only want a second round pick this year. In a first next year, uh, guaranteed first, not no conditional crap, uh, as as uh, someone put it on Twitter. So, um, yeah, I I could see them hardballing for that, but I think Joe Douglas is not willing to give up a first rounder next year. I think he's willing to give up forty two or forty three next uh, this year, and then next year I think you're thinking like a possible conditional two that can move into a one um, if Rogers plays beyond twenty twenty three. So I, I think that's something that is being discussed and you know I saw Adam Schefter came out and said the Jets and Packers haven't discussed really any kind of trade you know regarding Aaron Rodgers in a couple of weeks I really don't see how that's possible unless they're really just putting it on hold after the to, until after the draft because they're kind of diving into their uh, war rooms and draft boards there I could possibly see it but I feel like this deal is going to get done before draft night because the Jets are going to want to know what they're dealing with in terms of their cap what they're dealing with in, in terms of you know the, the roster in terms of their player base on the roster and who's here to stay, who's here to go, all things like that. I think this probably should have been done a couple of weeks ago in terms of the Rogers trade. I think we're just uh, kind of waiting it out now in a silly way. I think this could be all wrapped up soon enough. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty wild. This offseason is one of the craziest I can remember, of course. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's wild. When things like this go down, big quarterback trades, it's always 
it always goes so fast and so slow because you're waiting for the trade to get done, but you're only focusing on the trade. So you forget about free agency, other potential trades, um, you know, the draft. I, I remember when Adam Schefter tweeted that Chuck Clark tweet and he said, you know, before he tweeted it out, he said, and the Jets have made a trade. No one thought it was going to be Chuck Clark, right? Everyone obviously shifted Aaron Rodgers. Um, so it's just things like that that, you know, overtake the offseason. And I think the Jets are in a spot where they're just hoping this can get done sooner rather than later. And I don't blame them. I think the Packers are in a spot where they want to help Jordan Love now. Um, and drafting a guy like, um, you know, just a productive offensive player for the Packers or defensive as well in the second round with one of our picks could help them out. I don't know if they're willing to forego that for just pettiness at this point. So um, I think we're going to go ahead and stop there. That's 12 minutes of content. That's 12 minutes of Jets talk um, as this is another episode of the Game Plan Pod. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan, Instagram, I should say. And make sure, uh, yeah, you follow my social channels and keep along with the content. Uh, a lot coming, especially after the Rogers trade. I feel like it's just going to explode with content. So uh, keep an eye out and, uh, yeah, stay safe, stay hungry, and uh, see you guys next week.